Well, I want to share with you some verses that really helped me through school. I got saved in my first semester of my freshman year through the Navigators Campus Ministry. And I am so thankful that I got saved at a young age before I really just trashed my life during my my college days. And uh, one verse in particular, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He starts out, he says, do not fear. There's this commandment where he says, do not fear. This is not a recommendation. This is, this is an imperative. Do not fear. God commands us, do not fear. For I am with you, he says. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you. Sometimes I would just get so much work, so much to do, and I just wanted to just, I didn't know what to do first. And he says, do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. Do not anxiously look about you, lift up your head, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, surely I will help you. It's not just I will help you, it's surely I will help you. Absolutely you can bank on it. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I would envision myself in the right hand of God, where God was just upholding me. Take hold of this verse. Every word in the scriptures are true. Every word. When he says, surely... When he says this, surely I will be with you. Surely I will be with you. It's absolute. It's for sure. It cannot stop from happening. Why? Because it's the word of God. Heaven and earth will split apart. It will move in order to fulfill the word of God. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God says, that's what I will do. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Learn how to take the scriptures and make it a part of your life. You pick up the word of God and make it a part of your life. Isaiah 41.10 Do not fear. Do not fear. For I am with you. You may have lost loved ones this summer. Do not fear. God says, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I remember some days waking up thinking, I I just don't have any more strength. God, I will strengthen you. I will strengthen you. And I would just pick up this verse and I would meditate on it. And God would strengthen me. And I'd I'd go into this, this prayer time in my room alone in the morning on my knees and I'd go into this prayer time just thinking, how am I ever going to get through this day? And I just come out then from my prayer time like a roaring lion. Because God says, surely I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God, you're going to uphold me. Learn how to take the scriptures and make them a part of your life. You just meditate on the scriptures. What I'm teaching you as leaders is scripture meditation. This is where your strength comes from. 
you meditate on the scriptures and make it a part of your life. Lord, do this in my life. Lord, do this. You said you would strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me, I pray thee. Strengthen me. You said that you would be with me, that you would uphold me. Lord, uphold me. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Lord, uphold me, I pray. Lord, they expect me to be a leader. I, you know, I tell you, I've, I've led so many Bible studies in my life, so many outreach groups, so many things, and I never felt that I was adequate to the task. I never did. If you feel adequate for the task, good for you. I never felt like I was adequate. I always thought there's got to be somebody better than me. Got to be somebody better than me. I never felt adequate for, for so much of my life. I felt I was too young. How can I lead these people? I, I mean, they're older than me. I'm, I'm too young. And then, then I, I started teaching and I always felt like I was too young. And then all of a sudden, overnight, I felt like I was too old. Yeah. Like these young people, they need, they need somebody their own age minister. Somebody who's cool. Somebody who wears tight pants. Somebody who, who you know, can really relate to them. They need somebody like that. You know, I never felt adequate. I never felt old enough. I never felt young enough. I never felt whatever. I thought, what, what do I have to offer? And God says, surely I will strengthen you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then God did that. God upheld me. And God strengthened me. And God made me the leader that he wanted me to be. Could he have raised up another? Absolutely. Could he have raised up a better one? Absolutely. But I'm the one he chose for that hour in that time. I was the one he chose. And you are the one who's being chosen for this hour. Could he get a better one? Absolutely. Are you the best that there could be? No. But you're the one that he's chosen. Learn how to take from the word of God and get strength. The next verse that really helped me, 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, that's in the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the entire earth to strongly support those whose heart is completely His. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the entire earth to strongly support those whose heart is completely His. Look at that promise. God is looking around from heaven. He's looking down. Looking around. He's looking all over the earth. And the angels are like, what what are you looking for, Lord? What, What is it? For the eyes of the Lord are moving to and fro throughout the entire earth to strongly support those whose heart is completely His. Not just to support their heart, but to strongly support those whose heart is completely His. If I dedicate my heart to God, if I dedicate my heart to God, there will be strong, strong support from God. If I dedicate my heart to serving God, He is going to strengthen me. He's like, and I just know it. I know that that's what Jesus does. Jesus is the best. He's the most magnanimous of captains. He is the very best. He's looking all over throughout the entire earth. And then he sees me. And he tells the angels, just stand back. 
stand back. I'm going to bless that guy. I'm going to bless that guy. Lord, you know the waywardness of my heart. You know how my mind drifts into so many other things. But God says he's going to come and he's going to support me. He's going to do this. Lord, support me in this. I remember praying before exams. Lord, strengthen me. Support me. Give me good recall. Lord, help me to study the things that I need to study. You know, I had this, I had these thoughts when I was an undergrad. I don't know if you've ever had these thoughts. I had these thoughts. Nobody works harder than me. Man, I, I felt I was working harder than anybody. And I felt I had to because I just never measured up to where these other people were. And I said, Lord, help me. Strengthen me. And his eyes were looking, boom, right at me. I'm going to strongly support you. Learn how to take the word of God and internalize it. This is meditation. You meditate on the word of God and internalize it. This is all about drawing close to the Lord. Drawing close to the Lord. And when you are a leader, it can be a thankless position. I mean, sometimes you pour your life into somebody and then they, they, don't, even, they don't even show up. And you're like, uh, weren't you going to meet me here at such and such? Yeah, yeah, well, I got busy. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, that happens. If you are a leader, you'd be set for disappointment. It happens. You need to know how to go back to the Word of God and get strength from the Word of God. You need to know how to go back and get strength from the Word of God. This is what you've got to learn how to do, to get strength from the Word of God. Then another verse is talking about obeying Jesus. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. How does Jesus measure our love for him? It's not by saying hallelujah a hundred times. No, he told us. He said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. John 14, 23. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. What's the result of that? Jesus said, and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Think about that. Lord Jesus, may I obey your word. You cannot obey the word of God without meditating on it, without every day being in the word of God, every day. I spoke about everyday meditation in the word of God the last time I was at Texas A&M. You can get from Eli that message. Every day in the word of God. Every day in the word of God. Or you can get that message. I think I posted the audio up on my website uh, under the individual message. If you go to audio files, individual messages, you should see it there from the fall of 2019. It talks about the scriptures. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. The result is, and my father will love him. If you keep the word of Jesus, God the father will love you. If you want to get favor with somebody, you know how you get favor with somebody? You be nice to their children. This is what I tell students. You, 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 you want to win my friendship? You want to win my love? You be nice to my children. You be nice to my children. There are, there are 
undergraduates at Rice that helped my kids when they were in high school that would help them with their homework. I mean, even help them with their chemistry. And you think, well, uh, you're the chemist. Why, why didn't you help them? Look, I mean, it was just hard for me to help my kids. Remember, my, they, they'd give me their paper, and I'd, I'd, I'd take it and say, here, and I'd, and I'd write, I'd say, there, that's how you do it. Here, there you go. And I was of no help to them. I, and and uh, uh, even when my son was taking organic chemistry, it was hard for me to help him because it was, it was too elementary. And uh, so they, I'd get students to help them. I remember those students, and I will always love them, those students because they were good to my children. Works the same way with God. You be good to his son, God the Father will love you. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. If you keep the word of Jesus, his Father will love you. And what's the other result? Jesus said, and we will come to him. Who's the we? That's Jesus and his Father. That's the context. And we will come to him. Trouble yourself no more. We will come to you. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Oh, man, what can be better than that? Than to have Jesus and his father, the Holy Spirit's already in you. Now you have Jesus and his father take up residence too. How great is that? That's what Jesus said. We will come to him and make our abode with him. This comes by getting in the word of God and obeying it. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. You read the word of God and you go, uh-oh. I've got to change my life. I've got to change my practice. And that doesn't mean that you're without sin. It doesn't mean that you don't commit sin. You just are very quick to say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me. Wash me clean by your blood. That is the Christian life. It is learning how to take the scriptures and draw them into your life. Take words like Isaiah 41, 10, 2 Chronicles, 6, uh, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. John 14, 23. Lord, let me keep your word. Let me keep your word. I just want to be best friends with you and with your father. He said, if you love me, keep my word. It's about obeying him. And it's about serving him. Jesus said, if anyone serves me, this is in in John chapter 12, verse 26. John chapter 12, verse 26. If anyone serves me, Let him come to me. Where I am, there shall my servant also be. And if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. If anyone serves me, Jesus says, let him come to me. You want to be, serve the Lord as a leader? Come to Jesus. If anyone serves me, let him come to me. If you want to be of service to Jesus, you've got to come to him and be with him. Or else it's very hard to serve him. You will get quickly wiped out because you'll be serving in your own flesh. If anyone serves me, let him come to me. Where I am, there shall my servant also be. And this is just before Jesus was going to the cross. A bunch of Greeks had come into Jerusalem and they were asking for Jesus. 
and they were, they were coming in and it was going to be shortly after this his crucifixion was going to occur. And he said, if anyone serves me, let him come to me. Where I am, there shall my servant also be. So where I am, there shall my servant also be. Just remember, if he has you carry a cross, he's carrying it with you. And the heavier side is always over on his shoulder. If he bids you to walk a mile, he walks right by your side. If he bids you to minister, if he bids you to teach a Bible study, he's right there at your side. Where I am, there shall my servant also be. If Jesus is out ministering, that's where you're to be. If Jesus is out touching lives, that's where you're to be. If anyone serves me, let him come to me. Where I am, there shall my servant also be. And if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him, Jesus said. Think about that. You serve Jesus, the Father honors you. So it's not just Jesus saying, angels, stand back, I'm going to bless that guy. The Father is saying, angels, stand back. I'm going to honor that guy right there. That guy right there. That young lady right there. I'm going to honor them. Because they serve my son. Because they were good to my son by serving him. You be good to Jesus and you serve him. And the Father will honor you. The Father will honor you. Draw down honor from the Father by service to Jesus. Serve Him. Be His hands and His feet on your campus. Be His hands and your, His feet in ministry. Eli also asked me to comment on COVID-19. I'll do that. Maybe I can bring you some reassuring words. First of all, let me say, there have been harder times in the world. We live in a very narrow window in human history where we are protected, where we can preach the gospel, we, where we're not being drawn out to war all the time. Think about it during World War I in the days of your great-grandparents or World War II in the days of your grandparents. Think about what it was like. A war is called. Every male is being drawn out of college to serve on the front lines. You talk about disruption in a life. How'd you like to be just drawn right out to go and serve in that way? I remember during the first Gulf War 30 years ago, the students in my class who were in the, the Army Reserves uh, you joined the Army Reserves to get a few, th few thousand dollars a year, and then you just went off and played Army for two weeks a year. But then, come with the first Gulf War, the Army Reserves was serious business. And those people got drawn right out of my organic chemistry class and got sent right to Kuwait. And I know it, as I was sending them their exams right there into Kuwait. And... Uh, um, and they'd fill them out and, and uh, put, drop them in the envelope and mail them right back for grading. Disruption comes into people's lives. This is not new. This is not a new thing. It's new for us with the pandemic, but it's not a new thing in the, in, in the whole perspective of human order. Jesus said, 
in Matthew 25, verse 21. Matthew 25, 21. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. You will be put in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I urge you to be faithful with these few things that God has put before you. In the midst of this, you got to wear a mask? Wear a mask. you got to socially distance? Socially distance. You know, I, I try to lead one person to the Lord every week. And even through these days of COVID, it's been a little bit harder. But by the grace of God, I've come close to leading a person to the Lord every week. And now it's through Zoom. Just meeting through Zoom. If you don't know the Lord, you send me an email. This is for people who don't know the Lord. If you are not saved, you send an email to tour at rice.edu, T-O-U-R at rice.edu, or just Google Jim Tour, you'll find my email. And uh, um, uh, I will meet with you privately by Zoom, and you will get saved that very day. That very day. If you are not a believer. If you're a believer, I don't give private sessions like that. Jesus said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. When you are faithful with the few things that God has for you to do, you remain faithful even in these days of minor disruption. He will put you in charge of greater things. But there's something even much greater than being in charge of many things. It's the last part of what he says in that verse. Enter into the joy of your master. Matthew 25, 21. Enter into the joy of your master. Not only will you be put in charge of many things, you will enter into his joy. I will take his joy any day of the week over money, over, over position, any day of the week, I will take the joy of the master. You give me the joy of Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus Jesus is so wonderful, so good, so holy, so righteous, so kind, so generous. If there is anything good in life, it comes because of the blessing of Jesus. All good gifts come through His hand. Everything, every breath that I take is because of His goodness toward me. And He says, enter into the joy of your Master. When you are faithful, you are faithful as a leader you will enter into his joy. If you be unfaithful, I guarantee you, you will not have joy. So I, I just got too busy. Okay. If you got too busy to prepare and to be in service for him, you'll be without the joy. I want the joy. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into the joy of your master. In the midst of this COVID stuff, I have joy. Look, I am, I am a small man. I don't know how to cure pandemics. I don't know how to get people working again in the country. I don't know what to do. But I'm going to serve in the little place that God has for me. And I'm going to remain faithful. That's what he's called me to do. He hasn't called me to cure pandemics. He's caused me to remain faithful in the little tasks that he has for me. I am to remain faithful. And then I can enter into the joy of my master. John chapter 8, verse 26. John chapter 8, verse 26. In the NIV, it says this. He who sent me 
is trustworthy. He who sent me is trustworthy. I trust Jesus. Jesus has sent me. He has sent me into my job. He has sent me into my career. He has sent me into my Bible studies. He has sent me into these messages. He who has sent me is trustworthy. I trust him. I trust him. I don't know what's going to happen in the world. I don't know if I'm going to get the coronavirus. I don't know what's going to happen. Life can change on a dime. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. None of us does. But he who sent me is trustworthy. I trust him. I trust him. Lord Jesus, I trust you. My life is in your hands. My career is in your hands. I trust you, Lord Jesus. I trust you. Learn how to trust he who is faithful, he who has given himself for you. If he spared not his only son, will he not give you all things with him? He is faithful. He who sent me is trustworthy. I trust him. That's what I have to say about COVID-19. He who sent me is trustworthy. I urge you to trust him. Trust him. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these young people who are dedicating their lives to becoming leaders. Father, I pray that this would not be their only opportunity to be leaders, but you will use this as the day of small beginnings and that they would learn to meditate in your word and just by taking a scripture verse and meditating on it and being filled by the Holy Spirit through that verse, they could then take that one verse and open it up to others such that others would be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, that they would learn the secret of just meditating on one verse and saying, Lord, speak to me through this passage. Speak to me. And then they read it a hundred times. Lord, speak to me. Then they have your Holy Spirit speaking to them. And then they just bear riches to others as they unfold the word of God to them. Your word is full of richness. Thank you, Lord God. Make them leaders that bring forth your word. Father, I learned that they, I pray that they would learn to extract strength from your word, that you would uphold them, that they would learn to extract favor from your word by obeying the words of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they would learn to take hold of the scriptures, that they would take hold of them, that they would trust you, that they would serve you and in service to you, that you will honor them. Lord, I pray that they would learn to be faithful in the little things and then be entrusted with more, but all the greater and enter into the joy of Jesus, the joy of their master. And Lord, I pray that they would remember he who sent me is trustworthy. He who sent me is trustworthy. That they would trust you in the midst of these uncertain times. That they would trust you. 
Bring them peace, O Lord, I pray. Bring them your peace. And Lord, for those here who do not know you, Lord, I pray that they would take hold of this this day and pray with me this day. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me. Come into my life. I believe that Jesus is Lord and I believe that he has risen from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I offer this up to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me at the end and gave your life to Jesus, you owe me something. You owe me an email to tour, T-O-U-R, at rice, R-I-C-E, dot E-D-U, to let me know and to just pray with you through that email. You owe me that. And I want to thank you for inviting me. I hope you have a blessed conference. And may the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God bless.